don't. I mean, Amani, we saw Beetlejuice together. The Broadway we did. Show. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That is as platonic as it gets. You know? <laughs> yeah. And welcome to another episode of the Just Another Crush podcast, a podcast where we talk about our crushes. I'm so, so excited for today's guest. He's one of my closest male friends. We see musicals together. He's come to some of my shows. We talk love, relationships, and honestly, sometimes you just need a good guy friend to give you what, to give you any kind of clue into what straight males are thinking and so I was truly honored when he said he would come on the podcast and I'm so excited to see him in the chat with him so Kevin welcome to the pod hello Imani how you doing I'm well how are you sweetie I'm good I I miss you I miss that Brooklyn apartment of yours I miss being up there but Uh... um you know the world is what it is right now so look New York misses you too how long have you've been in Pennsylvania for since April April oh almost we are rounding out a year yeah, and I was there for a day in August to move everything that I own out of my apartment in a big U-Haul truck. So yeah, uh, I was uh, there briefly in the summertime, but uh, alas, I shall not be returning to the city. I, I'll probably just be sticking in this area. It's it is good to see you. It's been I this is the first time I've like seen you physically in a like face-to-face in a long time and I gotta say I'm loving the facial hair looks great that is such a great look for you yeah we we had a wonderful phone call uh when you were driving back to Indiana to visit your family yeah and so I decided with the the facial hair here I've never really had a beard for any extended period of time I started growing out no shave November uh and then I decided well the world doesn't have rules anyway so I'm just gonna at least until March 1st I think like you know like springtime ish shave it so yeah um, feels good, feels good. It's thank a, you for saying that it is a wonderful look I didn't want to like not say it because I'm like this is a great look for Kevin I'm I'm just trying to channel my inner bitching with Babish you know like <laughs> I might have to shave the head next and just go with this look permanently but uh that, Honestly, that's a conversation for for another time like you know when when I have lost more hair than I have which <laughs> it is a significant amount as it is so might be sooner than I think, especially because now I am in my late 20s at uh, 27 years old. Well, the good news is, you know, the bearded look looks great on you. And like, I'm a huge fan. So, well, it, it sounds like you're crushing on me a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Is this the admission podcast or I just come clean? Well, I mean, you, you talked to uh, one of your former crushes last time. So, I, I'm feeling like this is a mutual interview now instead of you <laughs> asking me questions. <laughs> We're like accidentally on a date. It's like, oh God, now it's public. That'd be well, really. We funny. can get into you know how how we've been dating and COVID later on. Uh, yeah. So yeah. My favorite question of all time is how are people dating? But anyway, Kev, first questions first. Do you want to tell the people how we know each other? I met Imani. I don't know if it was freshman year of college. It was certainly I, I remember sophomore year in Ed Hum's account accounting class, accounting one, mm-hmm. uh, I believe Imani sat in front of me. I was not a very good student. Imani was, um, but we just kind of started being really good friends from there. And, and obviously our, our mutual friend, Audrey, who was our friend in college and then in New York, obviously. And um, it, we just, you took me to a dance one time. So that was, that was fun. You got to know <laughs> each other. And, and as the years went on in college, our friendship just got deeper and deeper, which um even post-college got deeper and deeper in New York when we were both living there together, which I am uh, greatly appreciative of and for and, and having you in my life is fantastic. So thank you to Accounting 101 at the University of Notre Dame. Thanks, Ed Holmes. I will say it's always been really nice to, I think there was one time in college where we were like friendly, but I didn't really know you that well. And then you slandered Beyonce in front of me. And at that time I was like, 
fuck this dude. He's the worst. You know, then- I, I, amongst <laughs> my friends, I have a bit of a streak being a contrarian. So if anybody's listening out there and you like that type of thing, then hit me up at the socials, <laughs> which I will reveal later. You know, so just like, uh, you know, Digimon over Pokemon, just really contrarian things. So I think sometimes I believe the things I say, other times I just try to get a rise. And I was, I don't know, for some reason, anti-Beyonce at that point. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just sorry, remember Beyonce. thinking. Sorry, Beehive. Bayhive. I mean, I just remember they like, this person's the worst. And then like over time, I was gradually proven to be wrong. And I, I will say it's been, this 2020 was really hard, but like, as it was particularly hard because as we were spending more and more time in New York, like you came to the Google offices and we had lunch, we were talking about like dating and relationships and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, it's actually really nice to have a straight male friend. Uh, like, obviously we went to the same school where like gender relations are kind of wonky <laughs> yeah. to say the least. And I think, you know, all the time that we were spending together um, in New York, I was like, oh, is this what it is to like actually have a friendship with like someone post college who's a dude? Because like at Notre Dame, I didn't always think that that was possible. It just it was yeah, very it, utilitarian. It felt more times there, it, you know, especially, um, you know, just the way I, I I thought about it sometimes is college friends are they always have the possibility of of hooking up or something like that. Whereas yeah. you know, like adult adult friends don't i mean amana we saw beetlejuice together the broadway we did. Show. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. that is as platonic as it gets you know? yeah great show by the way but yeah no i think it's the question of like can men and women be friends is one that like in college the answer feels like no and then like outside of school it's like oh actually yeah kind of yeah i, I agree certainly agree with that yeah well kev what crush are we talking about today I was trying to think about that leading up to this, and there are a couple from different phases of my life. Um, there's a girl in high school, uh, a, if I'm being honest with myself, a couple in college, and then you know, like one or two uh, girls post-college. But actually, this was a question I had for you um, and for the listeners out there. How would you define a crush in like adult world, someone that you're casually mm-hmm. dating, someone that you just admire from afar. So how would you distinguish that? Because I, I think in high school, it is certainly more easy to define a crush and what a crush is. But in adult world, when you can casually date, is is that something that's included in there? Or what, what do you a, think? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to go to Merriam-Webster for the dictionary definition. And then I'll... <laughs> I'll tell you how I think about it. Um, So a crush as defined by merriamwebster.com is, uh, let's see, (laughs) there are a couple definitions here that are like to squeeze by force. And that's not the definition we're looking for. Um, It is an intense and unusually passing and usually passing infatuation, um, which I think is a pretty good descriptor of what a crush is like from a clinical definition standpoint I think I tend to think of a crush as someone where if you have to ask if the feeling is mutual it probably isn't yeah I think there are situations where and I hope this is the case for a lot of people where you are crushing on your partner like you just are so infatuated with that person you actually really like them and you're getting to spend time with one another and you should certainly I hope have a crush on the person that you're dating but I think in like high school and in college oftentimes it's just like oh I really like this person and I have no idea or evidence if they like me back right and from like a when I asked my therapist like why do we have crushes her answer was like when you have a crush on someone it tells you a lot more about yourself than it does about the other person so kind of my roundabout answer being like yeah, one-sided no, I, I, I agree with that yeah but yeah so you know it's just uh having the few people in mind that i do um it it, it kind of does tell the story of different times and chapters 
in my life. So it was hard to, to, to nail down one. Well, let's go through the list. Do you want to start at the beginning or the end? <laughs> uh, let's start at the beginning. Um, nice. This was, she'll go by high school girl. Um, this was someone, you know, I'd met freshman year of high school, but did not know super well uh, for the listeners out there. I went to uh, an all guys uh, private Catholic high school in the Philadelphia area. And she went to a private all girls Catholic high school in the Philadelphia area. So our high schools were brother sister um, school. So always had some functions with them and everything. Uh, and, and she was one of the more popular people. And and not that I wasn't popular amongst my friends at the time. It was um, uh, not in that type of popular way where everyone wanted to be around me at the time. And but I, but I had my my group of friends that were mm-hmm. you know, smart, athletic, involved, uh, student council, debate club, stuff like that, you know. And um, throughout high school, we had gotten closer and closer and closer, you know, through uh, like mutual friends, sporting events, uh, summers at the beach, uh, down in Jersey Shore, stuff like that. So it, this was one of those crushes that was mutual, it, you mm. know, and it was just one of those things that it was just kind of not at the right time ever for either of us, mm. you know, and, and which is sometimes, you know, the way it goes and, and might be a bit of a recurring theme uh, in some ways, but it, it, you know, one thing I kind of took away from that is, you know, you can have the best intentions and, and mutually like each other and have feelings, but if it doesn't line up, then it, it just, isn't going to line up. And while it does crush you, no pun intended, (laughs) it's not as if you're, you know, breaking up completely, you know, because it was never together. Right. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to think about how crushes and feelings and timing all work together. And you said it never really like the timing never worked out between the two of you. Like, can you just talk a little bit more about that like what was that experience like yeah so in high school before what so she was my senior prom date uh as well and I have a good story about how I asked her to prom that uh is a little embarrassing uh for me aren't Um, all prom stories embarrassing though you know the promposal man it was it was all (laughs) the rage back in 2012 eight years or nine years ago oh we're more um no, we don't I, talk about that. Time, time, time is a flat circle. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but so like summer going into junior year, you know, we become pretty close and, and I felt like there were some feelings there. And then she started dating somebody junior year. Uh, and then I started dating somebody second half of junior year and she and her boyfriend at the time had broken up and I dated that person through the summer. Um, and then broke up with them early in this senior fall. So while I didn't take her to homecoming that fall of 2011, we danced together then and, and had a great time together because we mutually saw each other there. And, and it was kind of just some of those just was never quite right. At, and even going into the fall and then into the spring, when I asked her to senior prom, it just, you know, we were casually seeing other people in high school, just that's, that's the way the timing worked. So it, it was always one of those, just, we could never quite make it work, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and and then obviously, you know, we, we go to college and college relationships and meeting people out there and it, it, it just, you know, passes by and, you know, that's, that's how sometimes life just goes on. And, and now she's, she's currently engaged, uh, which, you know, is, is good for her. And while I'm still here, single as a bird. So, <laughs> I mean, it, as you like tell that story, what I hear also from you is like a lot of like reverence and just like a lot of, it, it feels like a soft spot in your like high school experience. Have you talked to high school girl about what happened and how you guys were always seeming to be passing ships in, in the night for lack we, of a better expression? Yeah, we... Um fall or no winter break freshman year she and I had hung out a couple times and and you know that was one of the conversations we had and um so we kind of 
dated a little bit in those like two and a half, three weeks in, in the winter break, or, you know, at least had seen her three or four times a week over those three weeks, you know? So that was one of the kind of conversations we had and, and coming off the end of that break, when we were going back to college, it was, you know, we kind of mutually knew that, that while we were compatible, it just, it just wasn't the time, like the time had, had passed for us, you know, cause we were meeting many more people at, at our respective colleges and everything. And, um, it was like one of those, you know, like love you, but it's just, it's not, it's not, not going to happen. Not that it's not that it wasn't going to happen, but, um, can't think of a better way to describe it, you know, seasons closed chapters over like yeah, that kind of sentiment. Know. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to know how many people when they go back home after that, like first uh, semester away at school, reconnect with someone they were involved with in high school and how many of those people actually get back together or start something. Cause yeah, the exact same thing, not the exact same thing. My situation was a little bit different, but like a similar thing happened to me that first winter back. And I remember after I like had my conversation with my person I remember just like stepping away and being like, this will never happen again Mm -hmm. with this particular person. And it was this like almost door closing, like just truly this is over and I know it's over moment. Yeah. Um, It really felt like, you know, parting of the ways hmm. and and not that I hadn't seen her at, you know, Thanksgivings at the, at the bars or something over Thanksgiving break or something like that. And, and, chatted with her and and laughed and talked and all that but it, it really was you know after that that break it was you know really kind of a you know shake hands with the other person and and you know turn around and walk away um but you know that's 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 how that goes you know and and yeah. no regrets about it it's it, it's nice that looking back on it seeing what you were searching for at the time when you were younger of like thinking that you know what you want and and the other person knowing it too and then kind of having the maturity to to walk away from that yeah it is a really the way you explain that it is like a really poetic thing I think a lot of times we think about young love as being like fleeting and irrational and in some ways actually in a lot of ways, it sounds like the love that you you and high school girl had for each other was actually mature enough to say like, Hey, maybe, maybe this isn't the right thing. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's sad and it's beautiful at the same time. It is. Yeah. And, and it, to go into the, to the story of how I, I asked her to prom, you know, I, I knew like nobody else from my high school was going to ask her anything. Cause you know, people knew that, you know, we were quote unquote in love with each other. I, I was at, at the time felt like I was certainly more in love with her than, than she and me. But <laughs> um, so I, there was an open mic night at her high school, you know, as, as things are, kids get up and perform. Uh, Imani, you know this about me. I have not a musical bone in my body. I <laughs> love music. I love musicals. I love singing. I love doing all that type of stuff, but I'm just not any good at it. Uh, so I enlisted the help of not someone I was really friends with in high school, friendly with that I knew played guitar and could, you know, help me out. So wrote a little, you know, like a minute and a half long little ditty asking her to go to prom with me and stuff and got up and, and I didn't want to just do it out of the blue and embarrass her. So I did, um, ask her friend privately to be like, Hey, if I did this, would that be okay? Would that be cool? Like, I don't want to just like do an embarrasser cause I can just ask her privately and, and to go with me. She's like, actually, no, she, she would, she would dig that. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to make sure that it was, it was kosher in front of all those people and um, all was well, all was good. It went better than I thought, um, <laughs> good. which was good. People clapped. Uh, so it was just like one of those really cute things that I feel like if happened now would go viral on Reddit or something. I'll, I'll have to, it, it's in my Facebook archive somewhere. So I'll have to, uh, to dig that out and send it to you. 
I love that so much. That is such a sweet proposal. And also A++ on checking with her friend first. That was critical. Yeah, man. You know, it just, because uh, I know in those situations, if, if like something just out of the blue ha- would happen to me, I'd be like, oh, like, I, I, I you know, just want to shrink away. Yeah. Um. So, so I, I did, I did uh, make sure that that was all kosher. That is so sweet. I, my heart would have, well, I, you know, me, I'm a sucker for anything music related. And I think if I, in high school, if a boy played any instrument, he could have played the fucking harmonica and been like, I've been learning harmonica. Have you really? During, during the quarantine. Yeah. See, well, now you know. I'm still not any good, but I'm, you know, (laughs) like I can probably play like hot cross buns or something. There you go. See, I would have, high school me would have been like, do, do, do. Do you want to go to prom? And high school me would have been like, absolutely. You're the most talented person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, if, if I can find find it and send you the the video, maybe you can splice a bit in. Uh, I go. wouldn't mind if you did that. That'd be fun. So <laughs> just a little bit of harmonica. Um, I I think that's so cute. And I love that you guys still see each other and that you guys are friendly. I think like it's interesting to think about high school love and how that differs from college love um, and crushes and things like that. One of the things you mentioned earlier is that it's interesting to look back on who you liked in high school and like what they were like. How did that, how did she specifically relate to any of the other people that you had crushes on in college? Um, out of my league, I think it would probably be the best way to describe <laughs> it, at least um, from my thought. Uh, um, another thing that that really comes to mind is what I mentioned too, just kind of bad timing. And and I don't know if that was always on me. Um, but sometimes kind of felt that like, oh, I, you know, if it, you know, like like anyone does in any decision in life, you look back at um, you know, one instance that probably would have turned out a different outcome. You know, like, well, you know, not to uh quote the Robert Frost poem as my name is Kevin Frost to be that cliche about it but you know it is kind of like oh the, the road not taken I wonder if I had done that path if I would still be with x today you know um and if and if that would be the one who got away or if that would have led me to the person right yeah one of the things I was thinking about over the break was like is there actually such thing as bad timing or is it all bad communication? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's actually an interesting concept to think about in regards to, to that, because, you know, the bad communication, if a couple of people had said, Oh, well, I actually liked you at this time that I liked them. I just never said anything about it. It's like, well, why, you know, life's like, life's say short. something, like, buck up. Not? Um, you know, we, we could be so happy together today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is certainly part of it that, um, if you have bad communication, the timing just passes you by. Yeah. And I think there's this element too, of like, what really got me started on that whole musing was the idea of like, Oh, right people, wrong time, you know? And I sit there and I'm like, is it actually the wrong time? Or were you not communicating with the other person? Or were you not being honest with yourself? Yeah. Because like, you know, you, you, like, I feel like there's this element of like, if I'm communicating with myself and I'm being honest with myself and that person's communicating with themselves and they're being honest with themselves and we're both being open and honest with each other, then maybe we are actually able to have conversations that enable us to have the relationship with one another that we both want. Yeah. And, you know, with that too, it's, it's what you just said about, are you being honest with yourself? You know, cause I can say this about, you know, whomever, right. But then, you know, the next night, if I'm out like hooking up with somebody or something, then do I really feel that way about that person? You know, so it's not like you can um, have your cake and eat it too, you know? Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I think you can still feel that way about that person. Like one of the questions, and I said this like earlier in the episode is like, when you have a crush on someone, 
often it says more about yourself than it says about the other person. So then my question would be like, are you actually being honest with yourself? Maybe you do really like that person, but what does that person have that you're attracted to that you don't really see within yourself at the time, you know? Yeah. And, and now that I'm thinking about that, um, it, some of the people that, you know, moving into to the college phase of, of crushes in life, it's, you know, you see this person or the, those people having a great time with their friends, really friendly, you get along really well. And it's, you almost a little bit, or at least I certainly did, and, and sometimes still do to this day, um, almost tie your self-worth or self-validation to who you are around that person. And then when you're not with them, you feel like you're not your um, best self, but you like your real self. So, um, and you know, this is something that I also work on with my therapist is, is um, self-validating thought and feedback loops that, you know, I am enough, but I don't need to be defined as who I am as with another person who, you know, would, um, I would think would like idealize myself with, you know? Yeah. I, I actually just recently recorded an episode with, um, another friend and it's, it's not out yet, but it will be coming out soon. Um, one of the things that we talked about was like the currency of being in a relationship and how, um, that currency can be external or internal. Like just having that other person to validate you is critical. Um, when you were in college, and again, I think Notre Dame is like a weird bubble of an experience for college. Um, really? Because, you know, however many people were married, you know, immediately after senior year and, <laughs> and however many people have kids. Is that is that weird? Is that a weird thing that that regular people don't experience? I don't think they do. I, you know, it's so, it's so, it's such a weird little bubble. Um, and I remember when we were at school, um, I lived in a dorm that's known for like, if you walk around the lakes with your partner holding hands and then kiss under the arch, you're getting married to that person and mm -hmm. ring by spring is an entire culture there. Yeah. So I feel like, especially at school, there was an extra emphasis on either liking someone or dating someone because it was tied for the purpose to... of exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, how did you, I know I have a lot of like female friends and we talk a lot about this, but like as a, as a guy going to Notre Dame, how did you experience that whole dating and dating pressure on campus? Well, it's, weird because half of the guys that I went to school with or in, by go to school with, I mean, um, lived on my floor and were in my class and in my dorm, they never dated anyone in college. Um, you know, hook up with girls occasionally here and there. Um, break bridles. I know you're, you're <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just a chronic narc. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then the other half were in relationships after relationships. And I was kind of in that in between that, you know, I'd be in a relationship for a few months and then not, and then back into it. So it was kind of, um, I, I could see how both sides are, you know, the best way to go about it because, you know, you're in college, you want to um, you know, meet as many people as possible, but then you also do want to have that companionship. Um, so as, as a guy, it was difficult to, to always try and figure out which one of the two paths I wanted to be on at any one time. Um, and that was just my experience. It obviously wasn't everybody's, but, you know, for me, it, it was kind of wanting to eat the cake and have it too of, well, I, I really want to be in a relationship for the companionship part, but I also don't want to be in one because I want to do the college thing of, of you know, as, as college students do. So I probably never had the healthiest view on either of those things because it did kind of feel like when I was in a relationship, I didn't want to be in one. And then when I wasn't, I did. And that's, you know, just the emotional immaturity as you know, an 18 to 22 year old on my part. 
um, that I like to think I have grown out of at this point. But it was kind of um, difficult uh, for me, at least, um, not for others. But I mean, in addition to like emotional maturity, there's also the whole like, you know, you're living with people your age for the first time. So like, hormones are just everywhere like everyone's horned up and repressed so like (laughs) that does play a factor too um in terms of feeling like you were you had to be in one lane or in another lane when it came to dating and relationships like how did that impact the crushes that you had in college well there you know there could be like two keeping with the duality theme there were like two sets of them right you know, there, there were a few, um, that was like, oh, I could, I could see myself being with that person either, um, in like the medium short to medium term or long term. Um, and then there was the other half of them that was like, oh, you know, I, I'd, I'd want to, you know, hook up with them a couple of times. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that would probably be it. Um, so there, there was that, that duality of, of theme, but obviously the lasting ones, um, that I still, you know, crush on to this day or, or still um, think about very fondly of at the time are the ones that could have been a relationship, right? And, you know, there are a couple, you know, right off the top of my mind that, you know, I think about and, and you know, whenever I see them post on social media, it is kind of like, oh, man, what could have been, you know, uh, of uh, like we, we mutual interest or classes and we got a long grade or, you know, whatever the case might have been. Yeah. I just because I'm 100% certain I know the answer. This could be really arrogant of me, but do men sit around and talk about the people that they have crushes on? Not not my group of friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We you know, if it is something like um asking somebody like a dance or something like, "Oh, you know, we you know what do you think about this person or um you know, something like that." But but at least in my experience, you know, my, my friends and I weren't like, you know, talk, going around the, the fire pit, like, oh, you know, like waxing poetic about, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z girl, you know, that we were uh, interested in. Uh, you know, I, I do have a funny story of, of one of my roommates and, and dear friends. He was really interested in this girl, um, you know, crushing on her and everything. And they had had a couple of mutual classes together and, and I had a class with them together. So we were kind of um, three good friends in, in that class and we were having a party in our, in our quad and he invites her and she shows up with another guy. Oh no. Yeah. No. So, so, uh, you know, we're, we're all sitting there like, okay, this girl's going to come in any second now. And, and our friend is going to, you know, he's going to make the move tonight finally, you know, cause he, he had been pining after this girl and um, we, we knew that he liked her. So he invites her. She shows up with this guy. She walks in um, with this other guy and, and we all just immediately look back to our friend who, who you know, literally was um, crushed by it um, as, as we were all disappointed for him that um, either she just didn't see him that way and, and he didn't realize that or um you know, kind of having the audacity to, to, to show up to, to our party that he invited her to and none of her other friends with another guy, you know? So that was, um, you know, so a little bit about that. And, and, you know, I, I am regretful to say we, we did come up with a, a not so kind nickname for that individual. Um, but you know, it was kind of, uh, that like really was kind of the only experience of, you know, getting around and talking about, you know, people that we were interested in or crushing on or whatever. Have you found that that's changed uh, in adulthood? I would say with the friends I have of the opposite sex, like you, that I would be more comfortable being vulnerable with. And I don't know if that's just because of my like toxic masculinity of, of not talking about that with my male friends. Um, but that, you know, is just not something that we ever really talked about and, and still not something that we talk about to this day. So I am not opposed. I, I like to say that I'm probably the most emotional 
emotionally stunted or emotionally intelligent one out of my friends. And, you know, I, I don't really have any problem letting my emotions um, show through to my friends about, you know, how much I, I love them and adore them and all that. Um, but it's just not something that anyone else was comfortable talking with, I'd say. It's interesting to, I guess, just talk to a ton of different people about like crushes and their experiences because I, and one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because like growing up and to this day, it is just fun for me to talk about who other people like and like why they're interested in other people and like all of that kind of stuff. And it's part of how I was socialized just growing up. And um, one of the girls that I was talking to said, you know, that's how she grew up too. Like every, every girl just grew up talking to all the other girls about who they liked and who they found cute. And um, I think it's really interesting to hear that, at least in your experience, like, you know, you're not doing that with your guy friends. Like you're well, not I mean, shooting the shit about you the know, girls. It, it was, it was, um, I mean, we weren't talking about like, oh, I, I, I really like so-and-so. I think we could really have a future together. You know, we, we never really broached that side of the topic, but you know, we, we certainly were like, oh, like, you know, she, she's really hot, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, uh, the kind of cringy stuff that, that you look back on now is like, uh, but you know, you're immature and in college and that's kind of how you talk on, unfortunately, but, um, so yeah. So it, when I, when I say like, you know, uh, not talking about our crushes it was you know we never really talked about you know I, I just love the way that Amani styles her hair and is just always looks so happy and and you know like ne never really yeah. you know like I said before waxing poetic about about the other individual or person that we liked I mean I I still find that like mind-boggling to be completely honest because like I like if I have a crush on someone, everybody knows, first of all, except for that person, because <laughs> I make it very <laughs> clear that like, well, I, I listened to one of the previous episodes that that's out and it's, um, you know, you, you almost seem to like actively go out of your way to act disinterested, which then Absolutely. is just like, oh, I guess maybe she's not interested in me. Okay. So then I'm going to move on. Or, you know, I forget if that was, um, uh, which of the two um, female guests that were on already, but um, it was kind of like, why are you acting disinterested? Like, like, I, listen, I, I get not feeling worth it enough to be like, oh, well, they would never like me. But, you know, like, if, if the mutual interest is there. Well, I think that's like, that's part of the thing about it, right? Like, um, for me growing up, it was like, if I had a crush on someone, they are, if they find out, terrible if everybody else knows great and I think part of it is like this thing that if I tell enough people in the world eventually someone some butterfly will bat its wing across the world and you're then trying to manifest it yeah exactly exactly and I think like I'm trying to get out of that habit like now <laughs> as an adult I'm actively trying not to do that anymore but I think like even in like childhood, teenage years and into adulthood, like I said this to another guest already, but like my whole life was centered around like thinking about boys, talking about boys. And now that I'm 27, I realized that like my whole plan was to get married and have kids by 27. Oh, I thought and, I'd be married and have kids too by now. Oh, it's nuts. But like, meanwhile, that's, you know, that's not what happened. And so I am, I'm wondering if like maybe it's because all girls not all girls but like girls growing up are taught to talk about boys all day and boys growing up are like yeah she's hot and like are thinking about whatever the hell else they want to think about all the time yeah. like the ultimate version of just not things not lining up like not on the same page yeah I don't know it's a weird phenomenon what what dumb human brains we have they're so silly aren't they yeah they're doing their best though. Thanks evolution. <laughs> the, I mean, the good news is like, we are, we are, there's a whole world of therapy that people are like starting to explore and be more comfortable with. Yeah. All psychology. Um, so you mentioned that like, when you look back on your crushes, it's interesting to think about some of the themes that have popped up and some of the like recurring patterns. 
what are some of those patterns between high school girl, college girls that you've seen um, and the people that you've had crushes on? Well, certainly not their looks. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, I, I've heard you ask other people like, well, what's your type? And, and the one girl said, oh, well, tall, lanky guys with brown hair, <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, I, you know, I've, in high school, I dated a, like a short girl who was built like a gymnast with blonde hair. And then, you know, the girl, the high school girl um, that I, that I crushed on was, you know, like five, eight athletic brunette in college dated a blonde, but then also a brunette with a pixie cut and then a blonde again. So, and then post-college brunette, then, you know, so it's just been not really ever settling for one type, I guess, which is, which is good because, you know, there's, there's tons of different options out there of people that you know, like, well, I only must date X. Um, but another, you know, real thing that, that, you know, it's kind of been um, mentioned throughout and has been just kind of wrong timing or immaturity on my part in some ways that, um, you know, I, 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 when I was in something that I wanted, then I wanted the opposite. Mm. You know, so it was, um, you know, that type of theme. And, and then when I was ready to, to switch gears and, and really try to pursue someone, they were with someone else or not in that phase. So, um, you know, it's just the wrong timing, bad communication, um, and it just not lining up in the proper ways. Um, at least that's kind of how I look back on, um, look back on those um, relationships or, or crushes. And what are, what have those like themes kind of taught you either about yourself or about dating in general? That I've learned from these crushes and these themes that you have to know who you are to know what you want. Um, for the longest time, I never really pursue like any mental health things and always bottled things up as the Irish Catholic person that I am. That's what we do. Absolutely. Um, but it was always, uh, I, I never thought of myself as enough and always wanted to fill the rest of that part with the other person. Um, mm. So I never really knew who I was or what I wanted. So I wanted to try and fit the mold of the other person or, you know, that type of thing. So one thing that I've learned is certainly like you have to be comfortable with yourself and what you are and who you are and that you are enough so that the other person doesn't have to complete you, but it compliments you. Mm -hmm. Queen goddess Whoopi Goldberg says, if someone says you complete me run. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because then you know, your happiness is dependent upon the other person and not yourself. So then it's more of a, um, you feel like you have to take more than you give or give more than you take. Right. How have you been applying these learnings to how you're dating in the pandemic? <laughs> well, in short, I haven't. Um, <laughs> common you know, theme. I, yeah, common theme. 2020 was so weird anyway. Um that you know the only dating app i've really been on is hinge um because i think that is certainly more um applicable to where i am now of looking for a relationship with someone mm -hmm. um but you know at the same time i'm living in my parents house while i'm saving up to buy one of my own you know like i, I don't actively have my own apartment because you know just like financially wasn't like you know why would i do that when, you know, I don't know where I want to be and, you know, kind of having a crisis of conscience, um, anyway, of, of career path and, you know, might want to go into public service or nonprofit and stuff like that. So it is kind of just, you know, mm -hmm. this past year was really like, all right, man, like what, what, what are we doing here? Um, but you know, I've been out a couple times. Um, but it, you know, I, it, it's, for me, when I'm seeing like some of, you know, people that we know in college that are out traveling to, you know, Florida or wherever else, it's just like, 
come on, like 4,000 people died today because of this. Like, like I understand wanting to live a normal life, but you know, extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures and circumstances. So it is kind of, I, I've, I've been not using that excuse because it's, you know, it, it, I'm not like, oh, I'm not dating because of the pandemic. It's why well, there's an active pandemic going on. I don't want to, you know, get sick myself, but I don't want to spread if I do get it to anyone else. So I, I have been on a couple of dates um, here and there, but most of them are just, you know, conversations with people that always fizzle out or, yeah. um, you know, something like that, which, which is kind of how the dating app game goes. That's why you just gotta put as many out there into the world that you can and, and see if you can qualify in, qualify out, you know? I, I know that all too well. And I have famously deleted all of my dating apps. Um, maybe not famously, but just because at least in the pandemic, I was so tired of having the same conversation of like, how's the pandemic treating you? Yeah. How's quarantine? <laughs> I was like, it's bad. Can you ask? Yeah, it me- sucks for everyone. You know? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This is terrible. Like, can we have a more interesting conversation, please? Um, I did. Uh, and I guess this is the first time this is being announced on the pod, but like in the same month, I found out that the person who like dumped me over the summer went on vacation to Aruba with his new girlfriend that he met on an app, Mm. which like, you know what? Totally fine. But again, it's a pandemic. So like, why are we doing that? And then over the break, I got COVID just chilling at my house because- Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm recovered now. Everybody's safe. It was me, my mom, and my sister all got sick. And I just- I couldn't stop but shake my fist at the universe and being like, this, this asshole is out in Aruba with a new girlfriend in the middle of a global pandemic and I get sick. Are we kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Just like the whole, is it fair thing was a really uh, big thing to deal with, especially because I've spent multiple people who know that I have COVID were like, oh, you're the most quarantined person I know and I go well ain't that the damnedest right yeah but yeah pandemic dating is hard but I'm well dating is hard and then this wrinkle was thrown in so it was just (laughs) like all right we gotta you know I I gotta take down both of them at the same time you know but you know one thing that uh um I've I've told myself uh throughout this year is uh um you know I didn't hear no bell you know like bell hasn't rung i'm still i'm still in the fight you know like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get up and and do it again so and that's just um you know my little mantra that i tell myself is um you know i didn't hear no bell i didn't hear no bell i also question for you how do you think your dating will change in a post-pandemic world i think it really depends upon the type of person that that you would be interested in so for me you know one of the people that i met you know i didn't do my due diligence beforehand seemed to be more of a covid denialist than a believer that there is a deadly pandemic going on so it was kind of like uh okay like i mm, yeah we're not we're not doing this and and that kind of extends a little bit into um having the same set of morals or beliefs is something that I, I have found that I'm more attracted to now. Mm. Um, not necessarily physical features or, you know, certainly the, the chemistry aspect needs to be there in, in terms of physical attractiveness um, and, you know, mutual interest or anything like that. But if, if someone is just living in a world where two plus two equals fish, then you can't even really just ignore that side of it, you know? I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, I'm interested to see how dating changes, uh, you know, moving forward. Um, We're recording this the day after, uh, we're recording this on January 7th. So it's been just over 24 hours since every news outlet has announced that there were people who broke into the Senate. 
my and into Congress in general, into the Capitol building. And my personal stance on it is that like, it was a terrorist attack, right? So like, I'm not gonna go seek out someone who's like, you know what? Those those people were patriots. Um, yeah, that's not know, gonna that's, work that's out. Exactly. Yeah, I I, did, I didn't want to explicitly say that, but that was yeah, kind of. Uh, it was like, all right, you know, if you know, it's it's almost like there's two worlds, you know, yeah. which, um, you just gotta find someone in yours, you know. At this point, yeah, I'd like to think if you would have asked me five years ago if I would like. Honestly, if you would have asked me five months ago, 10 months ago, if I would have dated someone who was a Trump supporter, the answer would have been yes, because I then went on to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would have asked me five years ago, if I would have dated a Republican, the answer would have been yes. Um, and I think the events of yesterday have really just kind of transformed it into like, I, I don't want us ever say it's a no, but we at least need to be able to agree on the facts. Yeah. <laughs> we can't, yeah. like you said, if two plus two equals fish to you, uh, but you, like you can't you can't reason with that person you know yeah like you can't even have a conversation it's a little bit too far for me yeah yeah well um i've got one question for you before we go into our speed round let's do it if there's one thing about crushes you're trying to learn or unlearn what is it one thing that i'm trying to learn or accept really and, and I, I feel like I have a little bit um, just from, you know, my last casual relationship in New York before, um, you know, back last February, almost a year ago, yeah. that not that I need to be a priority, you know, especially in like a casual relationship, um, not that I need to be a priority, but like your number one, you know, I need to see you every day, like no one else can have you but me, but I, I need to feel the mutual admiration or mutual attempt, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like last year, I, I felt like I was making all the efforts mm-hmm. to see this person or to plan things or to do things with this person. And it was just never like top of mind for them to to come and see me or something. So one thing that I, that I am trying to learn uh, is that, you know, I, 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 do demand a, a little bit of respect for like me and my feelings. Um, so I, I don't know if that's necessarily something to learn or unlearn, but just kind of like, you know, I, 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 you know what, I, I am worth it to come see sometimes, you know, like yeah. I, I don't always have to go see them or make plans to see them. You know, it, it, sometimes it feels nice to be texted first, you know? Yeah. And I think, I, I think it's, really important to recognize that like it goes back to the thing you mentioned of like self-worth right like if someone doesn't see the worth that you see in yourself then maybe it's worth it to find someone who does yeah yeah i love that well kev are you ready for our speed round i i, I hope so i hope so i hope i have <laughs> adequate answers all right who's your celebrity crush I would have to go with Anna Kendrick, someone that's, you know, multi-talented, actress, cute, can sing, all that type of stuff. I am a huge fan of hers. Biggest... The, sec- the second place is Margot Robbie, you know, but, uh, you know, when, when I, the gut instinct went with Anna. That's perfect. Um, biggest turnoff? Biggest turnoff. This is going to sound so pedantic and you know, like small potatoes, but someone who texts like sentences at a time and sends them and then you get another one and then another one and then another one, like, you know, write a paragraph and send it all at once, you know? So that's a big (laughs) turnoff for me. If if someone communicate, if someone's communication style is, ah, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. (laughs) Okay. What's your dream date or your perfect meet cute? perfect dream date would be something like going to an event and then like discussing it afterwards or, you know, something like that. So, you know, whether it's a game a show um, or, or just going to do something together that is a mutual interest of yours, you know, like a, a one date that I've been on was kind of a, a perfect date for me. That was actually one of the, the pandemic dates that I went on this summer uh, nothing really ever came of it, but 
you know, I had on my profile that I was a big musical fan. She said she was. And then we played bits of our favorite musicals to each other and, and described them why, like why they were our favorites. And that was, that was actually, you know, great, great little, great little day. You know, we had some coffee, walked around. I showed her Hades town. Um, she showed me, uh, what was it? Godspell, I think. So it was, you know, it was a nice, nice little, nice little mutual moment. And then never spoke again. If that ain't the story of 2020, I don't know what is, but that is. But you know what? I have that perfect memory of, of that person. So yes, you know, there it is. It can never be tainted because we never saw each other. You never, you haven't heard the bell yet. So who knows? Maybe there's still time. Um, what is one song that makes you feel excited or hopeful about love? I would have to go with Future Days by Pearl Jam. It was the song that was played uh, during Barney and Robin's wedding and that one How I Met Your Mother episode in season nine. Um, <laughs> Pearl Jam is one of my favorite bands of all time. And it, it is kind of, it, you know, it's like one of those songs that, that you know, I want to be one of the options for a first dance, honestly. It, it just talks about, um, you know, our future days together will be good because you're in it with me which I think is a beautiful thing. That is beautiful. Um, what is one song on your breakup or love recovery playlist? I would have to say Promises by Ben Howard uh, mm-hmm. for an individual song. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily like a breakup breakup song, but it is you know kind of like um, emotional for me because I think I listened to it a few times during breakups. So it's just in my mind whenever I hear it now, it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's almost like I Pavloved myself with that song. Like, okay, <laughs> we, we must be sad now because we're listening to this. Um, but an artist overall that I think has some great moody jams that I listen to a lot um, that I associate with different types of moods is Hayden Callanan. Just his kind of discography on Spotify is, is pretty great. I'll have to give him a look up. But he's also in my hopeful playlist too. So it's like, you know, I, I get both sides of the coin with him. Yeah. And that's, I think, is a sign of a great artist, if I'm honest. Um, what is the nicest thing someone has done for you? Nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. It was my first birthday post graduation. So when I was turning 23, um, and you know, I was doing a sales program out in San Francisco. Uh, and the girl that I was seeing at the time who was also in the program, which is, you know, another story of yeah, probably shouldn't date your colleagues, um, organized uh, a huge surprise birthday party for me at a restaurant in San Francisco, um, where I thought it was going to be just us. And then it was, you know, all the, all the people from um, North America and, and around the world that were there too, and then went out to a club afterwards. So that was, uh, that was, that was, you know, probably the only like real true surprise, surprise party that I've ever had. And that was, that was, you know, quite lovely. That is really nice and great on her. Good. yeah yeah and it Very was uh, it was it was dope um when do you think you will know you found the one i feel like i'll know when i found the one when i won't want to be in the other situation you know what i mean mm. like when i'm in the relationship with that person i won't want to go outside of it or or be thinking about oh well you know i could do these other things and and another thing is I feel like I won't have to change for that person because mm-hmm. we'll be compliments and we, I won't have to change who I am and she won't have to do that either. I love that. Well, that's it. We've come to the end. Yeah, that Those was, that was lovely. <laughs> do you want to plug any social medias, anything you're up to these days? You know, I'm not up to much. I'm, you know, uh, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I don't have any podcast or anything, even though I've I've dreamt of starting one. But I will plug my uh, Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow me. I troll a lot of uh, Congress people and senators on Twitter, which is usually pretty fun. Uh, that is at KevKev93 underscores in between those words. And then on Instagram at Frost things first underscores in between those wonderful well you guys heard where you can find kevin um kevin thank you go smash that like button go smash that follow (laughs) hit subscribe um kevin thank you so much for coming on the pod this was so fun and it was good to 
chat with you about things that I haven't chatted with. Well, it was good to see you. I know I haven't seen you in so long. Almost actually we're encroaching upon a year, which makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll have to change. You'll have to come back to the city for another day. (laughs) Um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping, hoping in the future, uh, I'll make like a week long trip to New York as part of like a vacation, um, vacation yearly trip one to see some broadway stuff and and uh see the city absolutely and then we can also drink in the park again no of course one of (laughs) one of the favorite pastimes all right well kevin it was good chatting with you you as well bye bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Another Crush Podcast with Amani Nicole Parker. You can find Just Another Crush Podcast on Spotify or at justanothercrush.squarespace.com. On the next episode, I have the honor of interviewing one of my closest friends in the city who you heard a little bit about in this episode, Audrey. She's a kick-ass doctor in the city, and I'm so excited to hear her perspective on dating and relationships. So I hope you guys look forward to it, and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye! It's just another crush.